Thank you for joining us for today's message. We are so encouraged to know that God is using the ocean to impact your life through the ministry of the word. Knowing that your life is being transformed is exactly why we exist. As our vision says, we exist to know Jesus and make him known. So sit back, relax, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your life through this message. Good morning, Ocean Church. How is everybody feeling this morning? Are you guys excited to be in the house of the Lord? Did you come expecting to experience God this morning? Yeah, come on. Now that's more like it because God is in the move this morning. And I'm excited even about the word today because something new is about to happen in this place. There's a shift that is taking place. And I want all of us to be a part of that shift of what God is doing in this church and what God is going to do in our lives. Because today, we are starting a new sermon series titled, The Holy Spirit Is. Come on. Where we're going to learn about who the Holy Spirit is. Now, I don't know about you, and I don't know what your experience has been growing up, but I remember growing up, um, going to church. I used to go to an Anglican church. I would often go to church, you know, and I would hear the priest talk about the, the Trinity. You know, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, God the Father, I understood because I had a father, so I could sort of like relate. Um, God the Son, that is Jesus, I also kind of understood since I also saw pictures of Jesus around the church. Now, whether they were a true depiction of him or not, that's the story for another day. But when he came to God the Holy Spirit, he was just the one person that I never understood. I could never grasp who the Holy Spirit was and what he was actually about. And I know I'm not the only person who's felt that way, you know, just even in our walk as Christians. Am I the only one who just feels like sometimes it's so hard to understand the Holy Spirit? Anybody in here who also just has a bit of a difficulty understanding the Holy Spirit? Well, you're not alone because so many of us just have this difficulty of understanding who the Holy Spirit is. And it doesn't help the fact that there are a lot of debates when it comes to the Holy Spirit. But one thing that I know for sure, as the Bible tells us, is that God is not the author of confusion. Which means that there is a truth about the Holy Spirit according to the Bible that God wants us to know. That there is a particular truth about who the Holy Spirit is. So we don't have to be confused anymore as to who the Holy, Holy Spirit is. And so the purpose of this series is for us to be able to actually understand who the Holy Spirit is in his entirety. Now, being that the Holy Spirit is God, you know, and being that he's eternal, we'll not be able to grasp everything from this sermon. But what this is supposed to do is create that hunger and that desire for you to want to know more of the Holy Spirit. That's the purpose of this. That to get that foundation so that we can begin to understand who he is and begin to pursue him so that he can reveal more of himself to us. Because we need to start to appreciate the Holy Spirit. Because church, I'm telling you, so many of us in here, we are believers in Jesus Christ. But one thing that's for sure is that many of us are also very powerless. And the reason why we are powerless as followers of Jesus Christ is because our lives are not empowered, they're not equipped, they're not filled, and they're not led by the Holy Spirit. And truth is, you cannot be empowered by somebody that you don't even know, that you don't even have a relationship with. And so I want to take us through a journey in these three weeks to actually get to see who the Holy Spirit is. And so my prayer and my biggest request to all of you is that for the next three weeks, can you please just open your heart to really allow God to speak to you? To allow God to show you who he is. 
to allow God to reveal to you who he is, I'm going to need for you in the next three weeks for you to just be as awake and as alert as you can. Because God wants to communicate to us. God wants to take away that confusion and misunderstanding of who the Holy Spirit is and begin to help us to see who he actually is. And so Ocean Church, let us be open. Let us keep our eyes and our ears open. But most importantly, let's keep our hearts open to hear from the Lord. Amen? Amen. Now, if you have your Bibles today, why don't you open them up to the book of John chapter 14? Because that's where we're going to be at this morning. We're going to look at some of the words of Jesus today to build a foundational understanding on who the Holy Spirit is. John chapter 14, that's in the New Testament. I'll be reading from verse 16. And this is what the Word of God says. See, these were the words of Jesus as he was comforting his disciples, explaining that he was going to go away, but he was going to send a helper, someone else who would be better than him. And this is what he said from verse 16. He said, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, who will never leave you. Who is this advocate? Verse 17, he says, He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you, you, you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Verse 25 says this, I am telling you these things now while I'm still with you. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Heavenly Father, may your Holy Spirit just speak to us today. Father, we humble ourselves before you this morning. We remove any biases. We remove any preconceived ideas. And God, we just ask for you to reveal the Holy Spirit to us in a fresh way today. God, we're open because we want to know more about your Holy Spirit. And so Holy Spirit, may you have your way in our service today. And may you speak through me. Because I don't have all the knowledge or all the wisdom, but you know who you are. And you can only reveal yourself to your people through me as your mouthpiece. So use me this morning to reveal the truth of who you are. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So who is the Holy Spirit? Who is this person that Jesus was talking about in John chapter 14? Well, to better understand who the Holy Spirit is, it's best that we also first begin by understanding what the Holy Spirit is not. The Holy Spirit is not some impersonal force, nor is he just a power. The Holy Spirit is more than that. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a divine person. In fact, when you read all throughout scriptures, you see that the Holy Spirit has personal characteristics. That the Holy Spirit, he thinks and he has intellect. The Holy Spirit feels. For instance, in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30, the Bible tells us to not grieve the Holy Spirit. Or in some other versions it says, do not bring sorrow to the Holy Spirit. Meaning that the Holy Spirit feels. The Holy Spirit is grieved whenever there is a break in a relationship between us and God or with us and other people. So the Holy Spirit feels, is God emotions. But also the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit has a will. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we read that it is the Holy Spirit 
who gives the spiritual gifts to his people according to how he wills. According to how he decides how he sees fit. So the Holy Spirit has a will. And the Holy Spirit has the capacity to love and have fellowship. So all these things, all these are personal characteristics that show us that the Holy Spirit is a person. So one thing that you need to understand from, from the get-go right now is that the Holy Spirit is someone. He's not something. As many tend to believe. The Holy Spirit is someone, not something. And even Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as a person in the passage of Scripture that we just read. Let us look at verse 16 and 17. And this is what Jesus says. He says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. The word advocate here, Jesus uses advocate as a noun to refer to a person who comes to another person's aid. The word advocate here comes from the Greek word parakletos, meaning somebody who comes to another person's aid. So Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as a person, that he is an advocate. And he goes on to say that he is the Holy Spirit. He is a personal pronoun, showing that the Holy Spirit has a personality. The Holy Spirit is a person. But also in John chapter 15, verse 26, Jesus says this, but I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. And in 1 John, I mean in John chapter 16 verse 7, Jesus says, But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. So we see in all these different parts of scripture that Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as a person. Jesus recognizes that the Holy Spirit is a person. So you and I today need to first understand this, that the Holy Spirit is not an it, the Holy Spirit is a person. And sometimes in our Pentecostal circles, we often, you know, talk about the move of the Holy Spirit, which is good, which is fine, and it's correct. But sometimes what we forget is that behind the move, there is a person. And so sometimes we focus so much on the move and not the person. We seek the move, but not the person. But when you realize that the Holy Spirit is a person, then you begin to have a different understanding and a different sense of relationship with him because you know that he's not a force, but rather he is a person. And here's the second truth about who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. There are three persons in the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So just like how the Father is God and that Jesus is God, so is the Holy Spirit God. He's not a lesser or a different being from God the Father or God the Son. He is fully God. He has all of God's attributes and he participates in all of God's works. From the beginning, from creation, the Holy Spirit was there, participating in the creation. And all the way through the Old Testament, he is being revealed as the Spirit of God. And we see him even in the New Testament. So he has always been there. The Holy Spirit is God. And he works in perfect harmony with the Father and the Son. The Holy Spirit is as holy as the Father is holy. The Holy Spirit is as gracious as the Son. The Holy Spirit is as powerful as the Father. The Holy Spirit is as merciful as the Son. The Holy Spirit is as sovereign as the Father. And he is as loving as the Son. That is the Holy Spirit. And D.L. Moody, one of the great theologians once said, that the Holy Spirit is God at work in the lives of believers. Amen. The Holy Spirit is God at work in the lives of believers. So he needs to be worshipped fully as is the Father and as is the Son. And it is important for us to understand this because it changes how we relate to the Holy Spirit. It changes our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because 
imagine this. The Bible tells us that when we receive Jesus Christ, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in us. Meaning that God lives in us for those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit lives in you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in us, who was given to us by God. So imagine you and I, we are being indwelled by God. We're being indwelled by the power of God. We're being indwelled by this person who is holy, who is mighty, and who is so majestic. We just sang this morning, we just talked about how majestic God is. You know, that same God lives in you. The same person who rose Jesus Christ from the dead, that person lives in you and I. And that is the most amazing truth about the Holy Spirit. And so when we are believers, then we are living different. We are different people because we have the Holy Spirit living in us. Now, why was it necessary for Jesus to go and give us the Holy Spirit? Because we see in John chapter 14 that Jesus tells the disciples that I must go. But when I go, I will send the advocate who is the Holy Spirit to come and be with you and live in you. So what is the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Why is it important for us to recognize who the Holy Spirit is? Why did Jesus have to send the Holy Spirit to us? The reason why this question is important and that we need to understand is because Jesus wants us to begin to have a loving relationship with the Holy Spirit. Many of us, we have a relationship with the Father and with the Son, but most of us, we don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. But it is important for us, in order for us to be able to walk in a full life as believers, in order to be able to experience the fullness of what God wants to do in our lives, we also need to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so there is a role that the Holy Spirit plays in the life of a believer. And I'm going to share with you a few of those things that the Holy Spirit does in our lives. Now what I'm going to share with you is not an exhaustive list, because there is so much more. But these are just a few of the things to be able to begin to open your mind as to why it is important for us to know who the Holy Spirit is and to begin to walk with the Holy Spirit. So point number one is this, if you're writing this down, the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer is this. Number one, the Holy Spirit marks us. He marks us. What do I mean by this? I mean that the Holy Spirit is the single most important mark distinguishing believers from non-believers. He is the mark that distinguishes believers from non-believers. When you become a believer, God takes his stamp of ownership, that is the Holy Spirit, and he brands your life. This is what the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. He says, and now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. So the Holy Spirit's presence in your life is a mark that you belong to God. He guarantees you that you are completely a child of God. You see, you're not a child of God because I'm telling you that you're a child of God, but you are a child of God because you have the Holy Spirit living in you. And that is a mark to signify that you are a child of God. That when God looks down from heaven, when he looks at the 7 billion people in the world, when he wants to identify those who are his, he sees the ones who got the Holy Spirit. Those are the ones that are his. And that is why it is so important for the Holy Spirit to come and live in us. Because the Holy Spirit marks us. And this is also what Paul says in Romans chapter 8 from verse 15. He says, you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. For his spirit 
joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. Ocean Church, I don't, I don't know if you guys get it. But let me tell you, when you understand the fact that when you receive Jesus Christ, when you give your life to Christ, when you surrender your life to Christ, that you receive the Holy Spirit. And so the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit joins with our spirit and he affirms us that we're children of God. When you can understand the truth that I'm telling you, identity will never be shaken again. Because you know that as long as you have the Holy Spirit in you, you are a child of God. Not because somebody else told you, not because somebody else convinced you, but because it is true, because the Spirit of God affirms with your spirit that you are a child of God. And that is the work of the Holy Spirit. And so we can never take for granted the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, because the Holy Spirit marks us. That is point number one. Number two is this. The second role of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us. The Holy Spirit leads us and guides us. When you don't know what to do, the Holy Spirit is there to guide you and to direct you. Scripture tells us this in John chapter 16, verse 13. That when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but will tell you what He has heard. He will tell you about the future. See, in the process of guiding people, the Holy Spirit speaks. Now, sometimes the Spirit's guidance may be in a way of you know, an audible voice as we read in the scriptures that he's spoken to some people audibly. But personally, I've never heard the Holy Spirit speak to me audibly. However, I've had that inner impression that is so real as a literal voice. I've heard it so many times that it's helped to guide so many of my decisions. And that is the Holy Spirit leading. Because I, let me tell you, I wouldn't be here today had it not been for the Holy Spirit to speak over me. Had the Holy Spirit not spoken to me, I would not be here. The reason why I've been able to make all the decisions that I've made to the point that I'm standing here in this point today is because the Holy Spirit has led me and guided me throughout the entire course of my life. And so when you take the time to actually recognize that voice of the Holy Spirit, He will speak to you. Because He wants to guide you. He wants to lead you. And so we need to understand that the Holy Spirit speaks. In fact, there is a picture that has been painted so well in Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. And this is what it says. It says, your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. You will hear the voice of God because the Holy Spirit is there to lead you. So when you don't know what to do or when you don't know where you're going in life, just start praying and trust that the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom He'll give you the discernment and he'll give you the direction. The Holy Spirit will lead you by making an impression upon your heart on whether to say something, to do something, or to think something in a certain way according to the will of God. However, it is important for us to recognize that the Holy Spirit will never speak anything to us that doesn't align with Scripture. Because this is his word. And so he will never say anything that contradicts to his word. If it conflicts with anything in the Bible, then just know that that is not from the Spirit of God. I can guarantee you that. But otherwise, whatever the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you can confirm it with the word of God. And I encourage you, Ocean Church, that begin to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. Especially in those important decisions in our lives, whether it be who to marry. Or maybe the vocation we want to get into. Where will you go in life? It is better for you to seek the leading of the Holy Spirit so that you know what the mind of the Spirit is for your life. 
Because nobody knows what's best for you more than God does. He has the blueprint for your life. You may think you have an idea of where your life is going or who you're supposed to be. But let me tell you, you have no idea. Because God who created you, he has the blueprint for your life. And he wants to lead you and guide you. He doesn't want you to, to, to be hustling and going here and there, left to the right. No, no, no. He wants you to be led to where he wants you to go. But you have to be willing to listen and to follow. And that's what the Holy Spirit does in us. He leads us and he guides us in those moments when we're uncertain as to what we need to do. About the decisions we need to make. But the decision is up to ours as to whether we can get a hold of what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. Or we can reject his direction and go our own way. But whatever you decide to do, just know that the Holy Spirit is available for you to lead you and to guide you. But it's our job to accept his leading and his guiding. So the Holy Spirit leads us. Another role of the Holy Spirit in our lives is that he teaches us. He is our teacher. John 14, 26 says, But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything. And he will remind you of everything I have told you. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will teach us everything. And by everything, he means that he will teach us both the words of Christ as well as how to live like Christ. He will teach us both the practical and the theory. And so if you want to know more about God, if you want to know more about Christ, let me tell you, allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. Because he will teach you things that you have no clue of. There is no better teacher than the Holy Spirit. Because he knows the things of God because he is God. And he knows the things that are true because he is the spirit of truth. So if you need to be taught the truth, then allow the Holy Spirit to do that. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you and he will teach you. He's also able to bring Jesus' words to remembrance in times of trouble, in times of temptation. He reminds us the word of God. Because that's the job of the Holy Spirit. To teach us everything about Jesus and to remind us about the words of Jesus. So even in those moments when you are, you know, where you're in... In, in caught in temptation and you just need to get out of it, the Holy Spirit will be there to remind you what the Word of God says. When you are in this situation where you're so distressed, the Holy Spirit will remind you what the Word of God says because that's what the Holy Spirit does. And if you ever want to know the Word of God deeply, let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is the only one who can take you deeper in the Word. He will give you a fresh revelation as you're reading the Word of God. He will reveal things to you that you have no idea. And that is why the Word of God is acting and living to this very day. Because when you read the Word of God yesterday, and when you read it today, there's different things that you encounter, and there's so many things that God reveals to you. But the Holy Spirit is the one that illuminates our minds to be able to see those things. Apart from the Holy Spirit, these will just be words. But they will not mean anything to us, but the Holy Spirit is there to reveal to us the truth that is in the Word of God. And so if you ever want to go deep in the Word, don't do it alone. Invite the Holy Spirit before your, your Bible study time and ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate your mind. Ask the Holy Spirit to open you up, to open your eyes for you to be able to see what he's trying to show you. And I'm telling you, it will make your devotional time so much more powerful and so much more effective because you'll begin to see things because the Holy Spirit will begin to show you things and reveal things to you as you read the word of God. But also the Holy Spirit empowers us. Let me tell you one fact. That without the Holy Spirit, we are powerless. We have no power. We're just average Joes without the Holy Spirit. But with the Holy Spirit, we get the power. 
We've got the power through the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, this was Jesus telling to the disciples as he was leaving, you know, after being resurrected. And he tells them that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Now, we know that for those of us who are believers, for those of us who are followers, we have the Holy Spirit living in us, meaning that we have the power. But the question is, are we accessing the power? But I tell you, we will not be able to do the things of God without the power of the Holy Spirit. Straight up facts, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing without the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, I'm not the most intelligent person. I'm not the most wisest person. I'm not the most charismatic person. I'm not the most gifted speaker. And so without the Holy Spirit, I know that I'm nothing. That I can't do what I do effectively without the Holy Spirit. But so it is with us that without the power of the Holy Spirit, we'll never be able to do the things that God has called us to do. Even things such as being witnesses for Jesus Christ. And that is why he even told the disciples that, you know what, wait for the Holy Spirit. That when he comes upon you, you will receive power and then you'll be able to be my witnesses. Because truth is, our words alone have no power, none whatsoever. It's until when the Holy Spirit comes and backs up our word that then people are drawn to him. Because the Holy Spirit is the only person who can draw the lost people to the gospel. The Holy Spirit is the only person who can draw people who are blind back to Jesus. And so our word in and of itself is nothing. It has no power, none whatsoever. But when it's backed up with the power of the Holy Spirit, then we see people respond. Then we see transformation. And that is the work of the Holy Spirit. He empowers us to be effective witnesses. But he also empowers us to fight against the enemy and his tricks. Because let me tell you, we are not as powerful as we think we are in and of ourselves. The enemy is strong. But one thing that's for sure is that he's not as stronger as God. He is not. He's not as strong as God. God is greater. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so the power of the Holy Spirit helps us to fight against the tricks of the enemy. Because the war that we are fighting is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the principalities. And the kingdoms of this earth and the satanic powers and those powers cannot be fought with just our merely fleshly powers and our abilities or physical abilities. No, you need to, you need the spirit's power to help you fight those battles. You see, you cannot go into a gunfight with a knife. You need to go to a gunfight with a gun. Otherwise, you're going to be shot the moment you walk through the door. And so we need the power of the Holy Spirit because that is the weapon that we have in order to be able to fight against the tricks of the enemy and the schemes of the enemy. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, we cannot do it. And so the Holy Spirit empowers us to be able to fight against the tricks of the enemy. Because we can't fight the enemy on our own. But when we tap into the Holy Spirit who lives in us, we are able to win those battles. We're able to win those wars. But also he empowers us to do what pleases the Lord. Because there is not a person anywhere in the world who can follow Christ faithfully without the help of the Holy Spirit. Nobody. We're all bound to fail. We're all bound to sin. Nobody can follow God faithfully without the power of the Holy Spirit. So he is the one that empowers us to do what God wants us to do. He's the one that empowers us to walk faithfully with God. He's the one that empowers us to not walk with our flesh. When we walk in the spirit, we're then able to do the things that God calls us to do. We're then able to go against our flesh. And so the Holy Spirit empowers us. And that is why it is important for us to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because when you realize that you are powerless without him, 
You will want to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. You will want to live in the Spirit. You will want to walk in the Spirit. You will want to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit because you know that He is your source of power. That if you do not connect to the source of power, then you know you are as good as dead. But the Holy Spirit empowers us to do all these things. And lastly, the Holy Spirit convicts us. He's the one that convicts us. He convicts us of sin both before we initially come into a relationship with God and even as we journey through our life as believers. Jesus said in John 16, 79, that it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, then the advocate won't come. But if I do go away, then I will send him to you and when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. So the Holy Spirit, first of all, first and foremost, before we even come to Christ, he's the one that convicts us about our sin of unbelief in Jesus. Let me tell you, that day, that moment when you made the decision to give your life to Christ, that was not you. That was the Holy Spirit convicting you to make that decision. Because the Holy Spirit knows that you need God more than you actually even know. And so in that moment when a sermon was preached or whether you watched it on YouTube or you listened to it, whatever the situation was, that moment when you were like, you know what, I think this is time for me to make my decision, that was not you making that decision. That was the Holy Spirit working to convict you of your unbelief in Jesus for you to surrender your life to Christ. So the Holy Spirit is the one that draws us closer to Jesus. He's the one that makes us realize that we are empty and we are nothing without Jesus. But also after we come to Christ, after we begin having a relationship with Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is the one that convicts us of our wrongdoings day to day. He's the one that convicts us when we are sinning against God. He lets us know that what we're doing is wrong. And does he do this so as to make us feel bad? Does he do this so that we don't get too close to God? No. He convicts us of sin so that we'll draw nearer to the Savior. That we'll go to God and we'll repent and that our relationship with the Lord will be restored. That's why the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. So without the work of the Holy Spirit, I can guarantee you many of us will probably won't even go to heaven. Because we'll continue to live in our sin, but the Holy Spirit is the one that tells us that, hey, you know what, this is not right, this does not please God, this actually hurt God, and so you need to repent. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, it's uncomfortable when you hear that sometimes. You know, when you feel convicted. But then it's a good thing, because then it leads you closer to Jesus Christ. And that's the difference between conviction and condemnation. Because condemnation leads you away from Christ, but conviction leads you closer to Christ. Condemnation is the enemy telling you that, you know what, you need to feel guilty over that, that, that thing that you did. You need to feel so shameful. In fact, even God won't even forgive you and won't even come close to you. So you might as well just walk away from God. That is the lie from the enemy and that is condemnation. But conviction tells you that, yes, you know what, you've made a mistake. You've hurt God's feelings, but what you need to do right now is come before the Father. He's ready to forgive you. Repent of your sins and your relationship with Him will be restored. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He convicts us of our sins because He loves us so much and He wants our relationship with God to be intact. So we need the Holy Spirit, the Ocean Church. We can't live lives as effective believers without the power of the Holy Spirit. Without His work, I'm telling you, we'll continue just walking aimlessly like any other person. But the Holy Spirit changes us. The Holy Spirit transforms us. The Holy Spirit sanctifies us. He's the one that does the good work inside of us. And so we need to have the relationship with the Holy Spirit because He's that vital. He's that vital. We need Him on the daily. 
every single day when you wake up, you need the Holy Spirit. You need him to walk with you because, you know, you cannot do this journey on your own. We need the power and the move of the Holy Spirit in our lives so that we can be able to walk in the life that God has called us to walk, so that we can be able to be the believers that God has called us to be, so that we can be able to be the light in this world that we're called to be. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot do that. And so Ocean Church, I hope that this message this morning has just planted a seed inside of you right now to want to have a deeper and a closer relationship with the Holy Spirit. I hope that this is not just head knowledge, but rather this leaves an impression on your heart to make you want and desire to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. To realize that the Holy Spirit is not just a force, but rather he's a person who lives in you and wants to have a relationship with you. That he wants to do the great things inside of you that you cannot even do in yourself. That he wants to be able to help you to live a life that is worthy of the calling that God has given you. And for you to live that life, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. We all need the Holy Spirit so that we can be able to live the life that God has called us to live. Some of us in here today, we need to shift gears. We need to move from where we've been to where God wants us to go. And that's what this sermon series is about. It is about shifting into a gear that some of us have never experienced before, but yet it's available for us. There are places that God wants to take us individually, but also as a church that we'll never get there without the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us. That until we surrender and yield to the Holy Spirit, we'll never be able to go to those places nor have those experiences that God wants us to have. Because you see, the abundant life that Jesus promised us is not the religiously busy life, but rather it is walking in the fullness of the Spirit. That is the abundant life. And that is the life that God wants us to have. And it is my greatest desire for the Ocean Church to be a church that honors the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That we be a church that operates with the power of the Holy Spirit. That we be a church who is empowered with the Holy Spirit. And most importantly, that you as an individual be a person who walks and is empowered and equipped with the Holy Spirit. Because He is available for us. But we have to recognize that and we have to then make the effort to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Ocean Church, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we offer ourselves to you this morning. We offer this moment to you. We ask for you, Holy Spirit, to come and fill us in a new way and in a fresh way. We know that you are present in this moment. We acknowledge that you are here and we ask that you would do a work in our hearts that only you can do. Holy Spirit, we need you. And even in this moment as we're praying right now, perhaps there's some of you who you can acknowledge that you are doing life apart from the Spirit of God. That you may be a believer in Christ and that you come to church and you know the spiritual stuff. But when you look at your life, you don't see the spiritual power. You don't see the victory. You don't see the fruit of the Spirit. And in this moment right now, you're saying that I want a more Spirit-filled life. If that is you right now this morning, could you be just bold enough and courageous enough to raise your hand right now? Just right where you are. I want to pray for you this morning. Just lift up your hands. For those of you who are saying that I want to be empowered with the Holy Spirit, that I want to live a life that is filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Come on. That's good. That's good. Let us pray.
Father, I thank you for the spiritual hunger of this church. And I pray, God, that you will fill us with your Holy Spirit. God, you see the hands of the people that are raised in this room this morning. You see the hunger that they have for you, that God, they want to be filled with you, that they want to walk with you. I pray that in the weeks to come, as we seek you, God, may we get to know you, that we would totally be filled with your spirit, that we would know your presence, God, that we would be aware of your guidance and your comfort, that we would experience all the promptings of the Holy Spirit to help us to live a life that is worthy of the calling that you've given us. I pray that God, that for every person who's raised their hands today, that they will not grow through this life by their own power and struggling, God, but rather they would submit to the power of the Holy Spirit and allow the presence of the Spirit to lead them. Fill us, O oh God, with your Holy Spirit, that we could live a life that would bring glory and honor to you. We believe, God, you're doing it right now. And Father, we thank you for how this will impact our lives for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And our, as our eyes are closed and our heads are still bowed, in this very same moment, there's a second group of people that I want to pray for right now. That there are some of you here who the Holy Spirit is moving and is drawing you towards Jesus. Perhaps you've heard about Jesus or you know about Jesus because you come to church here and now. But in all honesty, as you reflect right now, you know that you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus. Because you have never made the decision to submit your life to him and accept him to be your Lord and Savior. If that is you, well then here is the opportunity for you. If you're convicted in this moment that you need Jesus, this is the opportunity for you. That if you want to have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you so that he can empower you and teach you and guide you and mark you. If that is you this morning, can you please just be bold and brave as to raise your hand. I want to pray with you specifically. Anybody in here who would like to surrender their lives to Christ so that they can have the spirit of the living God dwelling in them. Please just raise your hand. Just be bold enough to raise your hand because this is an opportunity for you. This is your moment. Well, Ocean Church, let us pray together this prayer. Heavenly Father, save me from all of my sins. I call on Jesus to be the Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, fill me so I can live a life that would honor you. Thank you for new life. Now you take all of mine because I now belong to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.